Hello, 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 good day, and welcome to another episode of After School History. I am, as always, your genial host, Anthony J. Ashitino, and, well, my goodness gracious, um, you take a month off to finish the school year and to get everything going in line, and what happens? A complete and total overturning of codified law, well, I shouldn't say codified law, of accepted law for the last 50 years in the United States of America. Now, of course, those of you who have been following anything at all know exactly what I'm talking about, but I'll be talking about much more than that in today's episode. So let's dive right in and talk about what's been going on. First of all, Roe versus Wade, the Supreme Court decision that made abortion legal across the country, has been overturned. Um, Twenty-some states, I, I was looking at the exact number, it doesn't really matter. It's uh, almost fully half of them had had trigger laws, and by that I mean laws that would immediately go into effect. So they were basically, if and when Roe versus Wade is um, overturned, these laws will immediately go into effect, banning abortion. So you've got that going on. Now, <clears throat> this is, it would be problematic in and of itself because it interferes with a woman's bodily sovereignty, um, which is guaranteed um, in the United States. Um, you know, personal sovereignty is guaranteed under the 14th Amendment, Um but let's let's take this thing a few steps further, okay? And this is whether you support uh, abortion rights or whether you don't, okay? And granted, I know there are people who are listening to this right now who are thrilled. They're thrilled. But um, this this is really, as with most things in history, very few things happen uh, in a vacuum meaning that you can trace things back and be like, well, this happened, then this happened, then this happened, then this happened, and therefore it led to this. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Now, um, what we're talking about with abortion rights here, so everyone that I've talked to on the right, my, my you know, friends and colleagues, I've said, well, this is just returning the right to determine whether abortion is legal or not to the states. Now, I wouldn't approve of that, but one could make the argument that, well, all right, it's returning it to the states. Except it's not. The calls have already gone out to make abortion illegal on a federal level, to ban all states from allowing abortion, and that's, again, there were many of us who said, uh, it's not going to end with this, okay? If you look back to things, and again, as an historian, you have to look back into the past all the time. It's kind of what we do for a living. Dred Scott, yes. Yes, I'm bringing the Tanny Court in. I'm bringing Dred Scott, widely considered the worst Supreme Court decision 
of all time. Okay? Um, Dred Scott sought to codify slavery by essentially saying that African Americans, blacks, um, were never meant to be citizens, that they had no rights, and therefore any of the laws that had been passed in, in, in the past um, that basically gave African Americans rights were unconstitutional. Done and done. And many people felt that that decision would solve the slavery issue once and for all. Because it essentially was like, well, look, there's, there's no, there are no rights. They don't have rights. They were never meant to be. The founding fathers never meant for black people to be considered citizens or even human beings. They were property, as Dred Scott defined them, okay? Um, as absolutely horrific as that sounds today, and if it doesn't sound horrific to you, you need to go look in a mirror and really analyze what's going on with your life. But that, that was that, okay? It was, it was, you know, defined by that. So, um, this decision, now we're talking about people saying, no, 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 it's not just good enough that we can have states decide. We need to make it a federal case so that there are no states that can allow for abortion. It becomes banned federally. Which is completely against all of the BS arguments that had been being made in the past couple of decades. Where it was like, oh no, we just want to return it to the states. We want to return it to the states. It's never just about returning it to the states. Slavery was about returning it to the states. The states. The minute that it was returned to the states, it became an issue of now we want a full and total ban on uh, anything that limits slavery everywhere in the United States. And that's what's going on with abortion. But unfortunately, it goes even further than that. There are several Supreme Court laws, and right now, um, the conservatives have... Uh, you know what? I'm going to call it six to three. I think that Roberts, um, I do feel that he will vote against things only to save face. It is his court, um, and it will forever be remembered that the Roberts court was the court that decided these things. But it's a six to three court, five to four at the most. doesn't really matter because six to three and five to four are the same thing as far as deciding law goes. Um, Clarence Thomas, who I remember when he was nominated for uh, the Supreme Court, um, you know, and he was he was accused of improprieties, as it were. I'm, I'm going, because this is a family podcast, I'm not going to go into detail, but you could certainly go and look up Clarence Thomas. And Thomas is, uh, you know, he's, he's, I mean, I've, I've known high school students that could probably out-argue him on his knowledge of the Constitution, but that doesn't matter because he's in a position that they're not. He's a Supreme Court justice. His wife, Ginny Thomas, by the way, um, actively aided and abetted an attempt to overthrow the United States government. Now, normally we look upon that kind of a thing um, we frown upon it, 
but today, these days, no, we don't, apparently. We, you know, we're, we're okay with things, I guess. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, Thomas mentioned that he also wants several other court cases to be revisited. Now, one of them is Griswold versus Connecticut, which is about birth control, contraception, um, so this is problematic because it would outlaw any kind of birth control. Condoms out the window. Uh, the pill, which one can argue was one of the single greatest creations that led to women's rights, women, women's rights to bodily autonomy um, in the history of the world. Out the window. I would even ask the question, well, what about things like if a woman decided to have a tubal ligation, okay? Um, my mother, my mother had um, a, an issue with her uterus and she had three children delivered through um, cesarean sections. After the third one, uh, her and my father, apparently, because I've, I've talked about this, and I have no problem sharing this with my, my followers. Her and my father talked about it because they had three boys. And my mother really wanted a little girl. She did. She wanted a little girl. And her uh, OBGYN told her, listen, you've had three cesarean sections. Now, this is going back to the late 70s, early 80s, mind you. This is not today. But he said to her, I do not feel comfortable performing another cesarean section on you. I feel that it would, it, it could possibly have major complications. And he said, listen, if you want to go do it, th that's, that's up to you. But I'm not going to do it for you. And so my mother decided, okay, I won't do it. She had a tubal ligation so that she could not get pregnant again. I have uh, a few friends who have had vasectomies. Um, again, it's a family-friendly, you know, uh, podcast. So let's just say that it, 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 it prohibits the male from being able to impregnate the female. Uh, but the bottom line is that would these things be determined as contraceptions? Would you be punished for having this? Um, all of these other things. So that's, that's a major issue. Plan B, you know, plan B. Um, it would be criminal to use contraception. Third, Oberfeld, same-sex marriage. That's that's absolutely going to be. Let me tell you something. If that's not got, if that's not out the window in less than two years, feel free to send me a personal message saying, you know, uh, Ashatino, you were absolutely wrong. I, I just feel that right now this court wants that out the window. Um, and again, it's just stupid on so many levels. I mean, who cares who you're married to? Nobody's saying you have to marry someone of the same sex. Um, if you want to, go ahead and do it. If you don't want to, don't do it. Marry someone of, of the opposite sex. But it's the issue that it becomes a case of control. And when we deal with this, and I'm going to talk about this in about five minutes, don't worry, I'm getting there, I'm getting there. 
we're going to talk about control. And we're going to talk about the authoritarian state and fascism and what it does. It's not about issues. It's about control. Okay? So we're going we're to get there. We're going to get there in a moment. Don't worry. I, I, I'm going to lead you there. Um, the other problem is that Ogerfell, the same-sex marriage, is a direct derivative of Loving versus Virginia, which was the law that determined that you could not ban interracial marriage. Miscegenation. Oh, God. Oh, brother, where art thou? What a phenomenal movie. These laws is miscegenated. Yeah, so if you get rid of same-sex marriage, the logical, legally... Legally, if you, if you know the law, if you're a lawyer listening to me right now, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And if you're not, that's okay. Legally, you can trace things back and be like, well, if this is illegal, then you know what? We have to go back and override what made this legal. So Loving vs. Virginia is going to be overturned, which will make it illegal for interracial marriages, um, which is... So absolutely ridiculous um, in 2022. I mean, not that any of the other cases aren't ridiculous. They all are. But that's what we're looking for. And it's funny because Clarence Thomas, who's, who's arguing for this, um, is himself married too. He's, he's a black man married to a white woman. But again, I, I could totally see him being like, nope, this is the law. Because it, because you know, the cruelty is the point. The cruelty is the point, okay? And what this really comes down to is the following, and I've said this before, and I've told my students this before, and I will say it, and I will say it out loud. The purpose here is to punish women for being sexually active outside of marriage. That's all there is to it. If you want to trace everything back, all of the rulings, all of the points, I mean, gay marriage is one thing. Uh, that's just kind of like because they enjoy doing that because, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's funny, too, because I was reading the other day that uh, whenever there are conservative gatherings in towns, uh, the amount of male escorts that are called into business uh, goes through the roof because every accusation is a confession, um, which, again, I don't care. I don't have a problem. You do what you want with whom you want to. You're never going to get me judging you. I don't judge. That's not my place. I don't judge people. You want someone to judge, go look for someone else. You want to make the argument that only God can judge? Fine, then make that argument. Only God can judge. I'm certainly not God, uh, and I'm not going to judge anyone, okay? But the issue is that there are many people who do want to judge, and you just keep finding these people again and again where it's like, you know, they come out against gay marriage, and then you find out that they were, you know, having an affair with a, a, a male escort or something, or they were doing this or that in a rest stop in Minneapolis, St. Paul, all right. Uh, it's just it's absolutely insane that this is where we are. But it is where we are. OK. Um, it's just it, 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 it really is insane. Uh, that's the only word I can use for it. But <clears throat> all of these all of these laws 
you know, they can be rescinded. And then we'll eventually have a country in 2022 that does not allow, where gay marriage is a crime, where using contraception is a crime, where uh, marrying someone who is not the same race as you is a crime. Um, And that that comes from the, you know, white supremacist version. But all of these things seem to have dovetailed rather nicely because they all have similar goals. But the main goal, like I said, if you really want to look back at it, is that it wants to punish women for being sexually active outside of marriage. This is the Handmaiden's Tale, um, you know, in action. Uh, Women should not have control over their own bodies, okay? Women should not have the right to make decisions about their own bodies. Men should be making the decisions for them. And that's just uh, absolutely outrageous that that's where we're at. And I, I, I don't know that anyone in, in their right mind could honestly do that. I know a lot of people in the wrong mind could do that, and they would be happy with it. And unfortunately, there are even women who are okay with this. You know, I've spoken to women who have been like, no, 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 this is what it should be like. The man should be in charge of the household. The man should be determining things. Oh, that's fine. Listen, if you want to be in a relationship, and I've, I have known women. I've known women who have been in a relationship where the husband is the master of the house, okay? As I like to joke around about, I always refer to, you know, pater familias, okay? The old Roman, the head of the household, okay? I do it as a joke, all right? I do it as a joke, But there are women who want the man to be making decisions for them. It relieves them of that. And it's it's crazy. Um, There are a lot of women who don't want men to be making choices for them. But that's where we're heading. We're heading to a point where men will be able to tell women, this is what you can and cannot do. And, um, you know, it's just... For the women, I I don't know. I mean, aside from, you know, we, we have to get out there and, and vote and try and and fight against this. Again, if you if that's what you want for your household, fine. I, I'm actually, despite what you might think, I'm okay with it because if that's how you want to run your own household, listen, people people do things in their own households. That I might not necessarily agree with, but I'm like, it's not my business. This is your household. If you want to, uh, you know, uh, you know, you, you want to d- d- dress up in uh, d- English medieval characters and role play things, uh, maybe that's not something that I necessarily want to do in in my household. But but hey, that's you. It's not me, and it's not hurting me. If you want to have a situation where, as a woman. Your husband tells you what to do and what not to do. That's up to you. And uh, again, I know it sounds crazy, but I'm perfectly okay with you living your life like that. Okay. Again, I have no problem. People want to raise their children in certain ways. I don't, I don't mind. That's your right. Your right to raise a child the way you want to, to teach them certain things. As long as, as long as it does not negatively affect the rest of society. But if you're going to start teaching your children 
okay, that certain people are bad or wicked or evil just because of who they are. If you're going to start telling your children that they should treat people of a particular skin color, that they are second-class citizens, now I have a problem with that, okay? If you're going to start teaching your children that people of the same sex uh, cannot have a meaningful relationship with one another, now I have a problem, okay? You don't have to be involved in that. And you could say, listen, this is not what we, you know, support in our relationship, but how dare you? How dare you come out there and try and get them to do things? This is how you end up having people, you end up having situations like Matthew Shepard, okay? You end up having people killed because of this stuff, all right? You know, you end up having these, these you know, gay pride events crashed and, and people being assaulted. You end up having people, you know what, again, here's the thing. You know, there was a situation uh, the other week where it was, um, it was a, a drag queen reading, which I've known drag queens. They're awesome people, man. I'll tell you that right now. But reading books to kids, who cares? Okay? It's not a big deal. God, just get over yourself. I mean, it's like they're reading books. Are you reading books to kids? Are you educating children? You know, you want to talk about the whole pro-life thing. When's the last time that any of these people that are screaming about pro-life, that are screaming about the sanctity of life from conception, when's the last time they've actually volunteered at a soup kitchen helping to feed people? Because there are a lot of people in this country who are going hungry. When's the last time they actually volunteered to help people who are suffering from medical issues because they can't afford health insurance, okay? When's the last time they went and volunteered at a nursery helping to take care of kids just, just to hold children? If you really cared, when's the last time you spoke out against the death penalty or you spoke out against war? You know, this is, this is what we're talking about. The hypocrisy. And the hypocrisy is really, you know what, I was, um, I was a, a religion minor in college. Um, I could have been a major, but uh, my senior year, they wanted me to take like two classes, like religion 101. And I just, I didn't have the time. And I was like, well, I'll just, I'll take it as a minor. But let me tell you something. If you look up, if you look up the tenets of all of the, the major faiths that most people in the world follow, the one recurring trend is an absolute disdain of hypocrisy. That's it. Hypocrisy is cited in the Quran. It's cited in the Gospels. It is something that is completely and totally frowned upon. And yet it seems that it's just become the, the number one thing. You know, you want to cast dispersions about other people. You know, well, you know what, what have you done? What have you done?
Hinduism, same thing. Gandhi, who, by the way, I'm, I'm not the biggest Gandhi fan for reasons that I, I don't have time to go into for this one. Maybe that's another, oh goodness, that's another podcast altogether. I'll probably get me banned from visiting India, given the current government for uh, several years. But, you know, Gandhi's claim, I like your Christ. I do not like your Christians. They are so unlike your Christ. Well, was he wrong? I mean, when we look at some of these people today, the the hypocrisy levels, and this is not just in Christianity. I'm not just trying to blame Christianity. I'm going down the list, okay? The full card, as we'd say, all right? Hypocrisy is something that is a very serious issue with all of these people. So don't don't give me that, and don't start talking to me about how you know, you're all, you know, the pro-life, and yet you disapprove things like student, you know, free student breakfasts, free student lunches. You don't want to give women maternity leave. You don't want to give women free access to health care when they become pregnant. No. You just want them to suffer. That's it. And I'm tired of it. And I'm tired of pretending that I don't, you know, not that I've ever pretended I don't care about it. I, mean, it was, I was going for a little bit of a joker reference there and I lost it halfway through. My bad. Okay. The bottom line is that I'm tired of people trying to make these excuses and, and trying to act like they're these great noble, I'm saving the embryos and stuff, and then you're not saving children. Okay? You're not saving children because you don't care. You know, you want to treat single parents like they're, you know, uh, just abhorrent characters. No. That's, that's, that's not being pro-life. It's not being pro-life. And if you think it is, you know what? You played yourself. All right? You have no no pedestal to stand on. So here we go into um, the summer of 2022. You know, protests in the United States. It's funny, isn't it? Where you had a protest in Boston the other day where white supremacists came out and, uh, you know, were doing their thing. And um, nothing happened to them. There was no police didn't do anything to them. No tear gas used, but when people went to protest in favor of women's rights, um, tear gas was used in certain places, rubber bullets were used. It's almost as if there's this real, just complete split in the country right now. And again, as a historian, I'm going to leave you with this. I'm going to leave you with this. A house divided upon itself cannot long stand. It was as true when Lincoln said it 170 years ago as it is now, okay? We are rapidly reaching a point where we really need to deal with these issues. And, and you know, at a certain point, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe you have to have, you know, uh, 
some kind of a a separation. I I, I don't know that it's going to happen. I hope it doesn't. I hope it doesn't. But um, it's it's just it's it's getting too much. It's getting too much. Where these certain states are really just they're pushing into the line. They're they're talking about you know punishing women for tr- for leaving the states. You can't do that. It's unconstitutional. Okay. But then again, it's only unconstitutional if the Supreme Court says it's unconstitutional. If it's if if they don't, they can be like, yeah, you know what, Texas can uh, have people arrested if they leave the state, have an abortion, and come back. And that, my dear followers, is what we're really dealing with right now. We're dealing with states that are trying to completely usurp the power of the federal government in order to forward their own personal agendas. And that has never worked in this country, and it will never work in this country. In any case, um, I look forward to any comments, uh, questions, anything you want to say to me. Um, You can feel free to put it forward, and uh, I will be hopefully posting another podcast up next week. Over the summer, I'm hoping I can get right back to the weekly activities. In the meantime, I wish you all... Health, happiness, and uh, and Godspeed to all of you. I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.